welcome to Into the Mirror, where we discuss healings, transformations, and awakenings. My name is Alexander, and this is my co-host, Brody. Today, we're on episode 47, and we are going to discuss judgment versus discernment. Um, judgment is such a powerful thing. It's one of the most powerful things in awakening, and sometimes we can't tell the difference between judgment and discernment and how to utilize this. So, Brody, how are you today? I'm excited for this topic, dude. Uh, really big kudos to you for bringing it up. It was something I never thought about. Uh, I, well, I thought about judgment a lot, but never really thought about discernment. Well, it's important because judgment, it's part of this world, right? Like it's like when I say not, when I'm talking judgment right now, I'm trying to use non-moral, like your bad judgment, like judging between, you know, good and evil or left and right. But the truth is, Judgment has such a moral implication with it, right? Like you are judged as you're measured as unworthy or worthy based on something, right? It's like, but our world and talks about what we try to say, don't judge others. But how do you live in this world safely, right? Safely without mm -hmm. judging things and everything yeah. is okay, right? All things go that type of mentality. Right. Really, that's darker thinking, and I know it because when I'm in that e very egoic mindset, I will twist very high principles like that in to fit my narrative, right? So I'll take something like, oh, things go, which is more of like a forgiving type thing, and it's into like a, it's okay if I want to, you know, take, take, take. Yeah, take. it's just like it's toxic, and me yeah. and you have both been up in front of like literal judges where yeah. like, you know, they have <laughs> yeah, that skill. That scale of, of balance yeah. that you were talking about, good, what's good, what's bad, where, yeah, you, yeah, that's just as toxic when you say all things go. Yeah, no, it's, it's dangerous, right? These are the balance must be found. Like, I, I guarantee, like, I talk about openness towards, like, substances and stuff, like, but I will not go out and inject heroin or fentanyl into my body ever again. I mean, that's just <laughs> absurdity, like... Yeah, and it's happening. It's because there's apocalypse and we're dying or something. And I, you know, no, I still want it. I'm going out this world without that shit. Just saying it. So anyway, I, um, <laughs> that's funny. I really would. I wouldn't, I don't want, I never do. I want to be awake as I die. That's and, good. And so back to judgment and discernment though. Um, I, I think very important because i grew up religious right so discerning and they use this word and it's it's a valid teaching that learn how to what the word discern between good and evil and judging between good and evil because the truth is you and i can't judge anything we are we can discern and make choices but to judge it as like unworthy of existence is none of our business and that like to once we start putting separate like blocks and things when i start saying you're like you're jewish so that means you're not going to the full mormon heaven unless you follow these mormon beliefs right then and there but i also say all beings are equally worthy and like we're all divine children of god so but only if you accept my faith <laughs> it's like wait a second like discern between good and evil my heart cringes at that thought that's honestly like so not even judging the old beliefs there. Like, I'm not. It's like, they're all, I think they're awful for my heart. So here, this is a good way to even talk about this. My old belief systems, in terms of not all of them, just pieces, that maybe people in my world still follow, right? But I don't, I, I know 
where my heart is and my space is, right? And I know like a lot of times with the church where I'm, they'll come and they used to try to convince you to come back to the church and like yeah. come back and find forgiveness and all these things. And only through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ and, and, jo- and with the restored gospel of Joseph Smith. That's what I'm saying. So you're telling me only through these other people, their information, these human people, can I be saved? And dude, my heart cringes again at that. I'm sorry. It's just I know I'm a priceless, worthy son of God. And all those belief systems that taught me I was unworthy, man, like how do you walk through that? And I'm just asking your life, like when you had religious beliefs, and even non-religious, just family beliefs, right, that would make you be unworthy if you thought different. I'm sure there was things like what homophobia was the things like that in your, in your ancestry. I don't call your family, anything like that. I mean, it's hard to say specifically like in my ancestry, there's things involved with money and other belief systems that manifested. But what always comes back to me was because I was Jewish, people would tell me that I was going to hell yeah. Unless unless I did this or did that. And yeah. so that that really st- stood out to me at that time because I grew up in a very secular or, or small community in North Carolina where it was yeah, just yeah. mostly Southern Baptist. And yeah. I was the oddball there. Um, and and so, yeah, we only had two or three black people in our high school. Yeah. So. Yeah. You I. Yeah, man, I get it. Um, so when I go to this judgment and discernment thing and try to keep it so focused, it's a, it's a detail, like, it's a, there's a lot to this judgment and unconscious judgment as you get into. But these ideas, like, I'll tell you some, like, mine would be like, I am unworthy. I thought everything was good, but when my tooth was missing, that front tooth, I had a missing front tooth for the last month of prison. And I couldn't even go out of my cell for a couple days, man. I felt so unworthy. My smile that I loved oh, was dude. gone. I was, I was covering up. So it was like the worst of the worst. That was like the end of the road. I, I know exactly what you mean because I had my front teeth knocked in playing a basketball game. This dude, I was actually, ironically, the only white guy there. And I was uh, targeted because of that. Knocked yeah. my front teeth in. And, you know, I felt so embarrassed, so, so shameful, like to have these ugly teeth, like, and then I had these fake ones and I had these nub teeth. And when, yeah, I I look like a monster, like when they, yeah, when they cut it out, when I first saw my face in the mirror, missing it, like, dude, there was so much shame. I'm like, there's all this glee and glide brightness and then one tooth's gone and everything's gone. Just think of the insanity of giving my worth to that. Yeah. It's okay to want to feel beautiful and be beautiful. It's wonderful because we are beautiful. When we are in our heart space and our mind together, we're beautiful in our unique ways, all of us. And But to take away from my, my worth with that, and that's why, so that was how the universe helped purge me of some of these self-judgments, right? I was I was in there. I was already maybe a year away. I thought I, thought I was going to be there another year, and I was being optimistic. Um, I had just been set back a year for parole. So I was I was had a missing tooth. I mean, they, you're like, I just went through all that, worked my ass off, and they reject me. You know, I thought everyone gets parole on their first. You know, it's like, that is bullshit. I'm, so anyway, back to the 
this thing is that I, I ended up, uh, I got better at just smiling at it and just being okay. I remember, I'm trying to remember how I, wow, I really blurred that out. There was, yeah. there was a lot of time there. I smiled. I was smiling without any tr- like a front tooth. It was a big tooth. And then the one next to it was nasty too. So it was like, <laughs> yeah. disgust. it was like into the mirror, right? I'm like, I don't like my reflection anymore. Right? Yeah, dude. It was, it was a, so, but judging me, this is why discerning like the thing that I want to be healthy. And this, I discern that this is a representation of my unhealthy behavior. And I look at myself and I'm like, but I'm still worthy and I'm really good now. It's been over so like two years since I was doing that shit because I've been in for a while, right? Yeah. Anyway, I, as I got brave enough, and this is what's so cool, was that as I smiled, I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm Cletus from the freaking Beverly Hillbillies, you know? And it's like, and I really would just own it. And all of a sudden, then a week later, I get released from prison and my teeth are all getting fixed, right? Yeah, like, then dude. Then I can go to the dentist and use money and all these things and stuff. But Well, like I wanted to talk a little bit more about unconscious biases or not biases, yeah. but judgments that we make. For example, next time you drive down the road and you see a homeless person on the side of the road, what is your initial discernment? I observe that he's yeah. there. I observe yeah. that he has a sign up or whatever exactly. he's doing or he or she, yeah. but what, what's the next, what is the judgment or the reaction to oh, that? Yeah. Discern that he doesn't have a job. Here's the money one. A lot of people with the worthiness and money, they use that to attack. So if they have a job, even if it's not a lot and they're mad at money, they get mad at people asking for money. They're like, that homeless get a job. <laughs> it's like, dude, you know that guy was just your chance to like transmute all of your family crap. You had that, and that's where it is. Those little times where discernment turns to judgment, and it's every day, right? When you're driving down the road, and like I can have emotional responses about things and feel a certain way, but also it does not mean that those people are evil. Like I can feel pretty upset when I see a guy just blitzed out on fentanyl but still standing on the corner like i'm calling his dealer every hour like i know it i've seen you know i've never flagged a sign so but i could i could imagine the shame is pretty hard to deal with right yeah um so but to the judgment this is the thing like judging them right and don't judge yourself either this is where it gets tricky is right judgment hijack you all of a sudden you're judging yourself for having a judgment forgive yourself when you yes forgive Forgive. Do better. Do better next time. <laughs> yes, you'll see the guy there the next day. You get pissed every day, so try it again. So <laughs> that's kind and, of and what they say though is what that a judgment in another is something that we see within ourselves, right? So there's projections, right? It doesn't always mean that. Like, so this is where the ego will be like, well, I'm not homeless without a job, so I don't see that in them. But your fear is the same, right? The yeah, person, exactly. You're projecting. Because the desperation and you even having that emotional response to someone begging, that's been in society for thousands of years. Giving alms yeah. to the poor, there's a gift in giving. They might just be an angel allowing you to transmute your old bad beliefs. And I'm just saying that in like people come to us at the right time in the right places. I mean, and, and there's definitely levels to it. Let's say I was just driving down the road and somebody rear ends my car. I'm going to get out most of the time a little little upset <laughs> i okay so this was another okay so 
traffic, yeah, you, it's a tr and you get scared. So this is another thing to pay attention to. When you're in fear, which most people that don't breathe right are in some sort of fear all the time. If you're driving, you're probably in fear because your body's protecting itself. You might feel used to it, but you're in this hypervigilant state to a degree that becomes part of when you're in traffic. And stuff. A fragile state, right? Yeah, think about driving in snow, right? It's really stressful. It's tiring. So anyway, that energy, you um, like when you're afraid, when car accidents, you can be a lot more attackful, right? I can, if you were to like hit the car, you know, it's, it's okay. Like it happens, but like, it's a discernment. It's like, yes, we get in that fight or flight state that makes us more hypervigilant as you were alluding to. Yeah. I, cause I can protective of myself but like stomping down someone's like throat beyond the level of hey setting boundaries is really where you have to like you set the boundary with a get out of the car it's like but that takes time and practice and like i had lots of brief like in i've had a lot of instances where i've gotten pissed off so it gave me lots of practice you know like time it made me really good at it in the end i was really bad at it but now i'm really good at letting go of stuff like that so the judgment man Versus discernment. So let's just because so a judgment, I would say, is when I take something about you, right? Like I say, judge you for blonde hair, but I say all blonde hair or dark brown or blonde, whatever. You know, I judge the color, but then I say you're an unworthy Nazi because you have blonde hair. Right. right? And um, I'm, or you have blue eyes and blonde hair. You're one of those blue eyed ruling white men. Right. right? Hitler's youth. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, blue eyed. <laughs> I've been called a blue-eyed devil many times in <laughs> in many. And it wasn't like that mean, but it was like, I was like, you really think I'm gonna? I was like, and then I started thinking, I'm like, I can be pretty evil. <laughs> I would just, I would tease people. But, yeah, um, dude. But I, I guess the main thing is don't let other people's judgments become your own. Yeah, because that can easily other, happen. I like to say their delusions become your delusions. Right. Because, don't don't allow that to happen. So what do you think? Because like in school, like it's hard. Did you have instances where your friends would be judging someone else and you felt like pit, honestly mad at your friends even for being so judgmental, but you weren't brave enough to tell them you guys are judging and like, you know, peer pressure. Yeah. And I mean, sadly, that even happened. I mean, it's happened a few times, not a few times, probably more times unconsciously than I'm aware of this year. Like I go to a group meeting for DUI. Yeah. And they're saying something about the judge or they're saying something yeah, about yeah, one of the other people. And I just have to go, uh-huh. Yeah. And I know what you mean. Or like something like that. Yeah, it's awful. It's, it's, it gets harder. You're as you wake up more and more, you can't, that's what I'm noticing. I'm like trying to harness honesty without causing conflicts. It's part of the process. I think we're in, right. It's like how to stand our ground in hard places. These are not just simple groups. These are, very to the end of the road, right? Some of these toxic are on their last leg, extremely um, the toxic. Point, most of the people you're at will go to prison afterwards if they don't succeed. So like if they get another charge, so right. Um, because I know problem courts. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. They up the ante. And the cr crazy thing is, is as you go through there, more and more judgments and the, someone like me who feels so deeply to carry so much shame and self judgment has been one thing I've worked so hard to let go of. Like, 
I've done things. This is where I talk about crossing the line in forgiveness. Like I have lied and been deceptive about things that I never thought I would have done in a million, million, million years of my life, right? But I did. I crossed those lines. So I discern that I never want to do that again, but I can no longer judge myself as unworthy for those actions because I am worthy. That's the, like, I mean it. I would face any judge, any person. And that's the beauty of the journey you're on as well is it gives you a sense of courage to stand up in scary fucking places. These judges have the real ability to send you away and make it okay too. To make yeah. it okay is what I see prison as. It's abuse. No matter how the people get there, it's abuse. So it's making PTSD okay. And that's in societies like, yeah, they were awful pedophiles, like, you know, some of them. So let's make them abused. It's not okay. I'm sorry. We don't abuse people because they were abusers. We learn to transmute, to rehabilitate. We are higher level beings than we've been acting. So it's time to wake up. And judgment is where this really gets stuck. And it's really self-judgment. It really Yeah, is. dude. It, it, it all is. And it like encapsulated by like the fact the two things that I always think is you have nothing to fear if you're telling the truth. And you don't judge yourself. Yeah, those two dude, things. You know those sayings I used to wonder about, like in I, you know, I had the Bible, but they say naked before God. Like when I was like, okay, God, I am naked, and I'm okay with it. And I mean, it's like God, naked time. How do you think I am? And it's like funny because it's like. I mean, I'm still worthy, like I'm loved and I know it and I'm so glad I found it, but I've had to remove these judgments. The more judgments you remove, the more barriers are broken down because judgments are just borders, man. They're like separation states in the mind. Walls, yeah. You're different. So my mind is probably putting so much chemicals into creating these neurons that say you're different, but it's it's impossible to really separate you from me in the end, right? You're still connected. Me saying you're different is still based on me. You see what I'm saying? There's no way. So you have to trans. You have to release this shit. There's no way. And to I, like I guess that's why meditation helps so much with judgment is because you close your eyes and you're not paying attention to anything exactly. going on. And you, you, all it is is a feeling state at that point. A feeling. That's and I was wondering, you talked about this. The your brain. When you're in the alpha, when you close your eyes and you feel safe, you can go, it goes into the alpha state. It should. The so brain waves, yeah. Most people should be really pretty easy, but it's hard in our world. But a lot of people suffer with sleep problems and because of the mind, it's just the mind run rampant. Too much, too much horsepower without any focus, you know, it's just like, yep. so I found meditation does amazing things. And the trick is, is to close the eyes and to go into, for me, the feeling in my body. There's a spot where it's like the magnetic point right here and you're, and you can feel it. Everyone can actually feel this. It's a, sometimes you'll feel pain there. You'll feel it's kind of behind the heartburn spot that can spark there, but it's not heartburn. It's part of some sort of magnetic field. I can't, that the heart can sense. It's like just imagining this little point there, man. And as you open that up and focus, you'll feel, it feels good. It's a joy. It feels good. So it's like a high and I'm like, okay, it's like a high. So all I have to do is focus on staying high and that's easy for me. So I, and I mean this healthily, there's a good feeling in your body. So close your eyes, you release all the tension, you go focus right on that point. 
and open that spot. There's this spot and you can open it when you get better at breathing, but you feel that openness of vulnerability, like that spot you get punched in is open and if it gets knocked, it would hurt. Like there is a vulnerable space, like to what this position I'm talking about physically, and you can feel it. So meditating on that physical feeling, just on the feeling, letting go of any words, don't try to put form to it, just focus on that feeling, the body sensation first, and then you'll understand it deeper and deeper as you go into it. But it changed everything, dude. It was just focusing yeah. on feeling good. And, and I mean, surprise, surprise, you know, you do things that you, you practice something and you get better at it. So surprise right there, but you know, yeah, so I was unconscious judgment before we end when we're so the unconscious judgments that happen all day long, even deeper. So when you're at work, like I notice big one is gossip guy, gossip stuff. Mm -hmm. Don't join in the gossip. If people say things you don't align with, don't say, yeah, man. Actually say, I don't know. I think a little differently. Be willing to say that. You don't have to correct them, but you can just say, no, I don't really feel that way anymore. I think It's they, more difficult when you're in a group setting, though, yes, because it's, it's one guy's bouncing off conversation to the next person and the next person, and you're standing there in the group, and you're the oddball. That is, It's always an uncomfortable feeling. And if you're feeling their energy, too, how they feel, because you're an empath, so you feel their perspective to a degree that most don't. Most don't. And so you're feeling that actual anger they have. That's the thing. You are feeling it. The thing is to recognize that it's not your feeling, that it came from that magnetic field he just pushed into you when he got, oh, that judge, you know, talking. Or whatever, yeah. Whatever it is. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I just say, quote, for anyone out there, like closing your eyes, focus on that feeling in the body, let go of the words, you know, and discern and like watch whether you're judging something as unworthy or worthy like stop putting things on stairs and ladders we're all level you know it's like because when you're on stairs or ladders you're either above or less than you're never like equal you know what i mean so right that's something it's it takes time to learn how to do this and you practice like because we have feelings about how we feel and that's okay <laughs> but um anyway i think it's important to watch what we're acknowledging even in our mind, in our heart, like what intentions come from others, like in groups through their feelings or their, or whatever they're saying. Right. And recognizing that that was their idea, but you don't align with it. You know, that's why the subconscious chatter is important to get rid of like bad music, all those things. Bad yeah. That background noise, background noise in your life, the background noise, of your thoughts and all of that other stuff. Yeah. So anyway, right. discernment versus judgment, a lot to this concept and it takes a lot of time i've noticed because you can be really good at it sometimes and then be depressed for a few weeks and be bad at it even then be good at it again it's not something that's like black or white it takes and that's the beauty of our universe is it's really not black or white to this degree it's right there's an openness that's allowed well uh yeah thanks for this topic dude i appreciate it thank you everybody for listening i Please share this to somebody who you believe could use it. We're trying to start up a Zoom group, um, yeah, or we're not. Like we're not trying. We are creating a Zoom yeah, group yeah. of people where we can come together and talk openly about topics like this. Yeah, guys and girls, it's all anywhere in the world. Um, yeah, we have enough people now, but we're trying to get times together. So, um, cool. All right, I'll end it there. Have a good day. Nice.